0: Welcome to The Caring Advisor. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, The Caring Advisor, and this podcast is for those who long to experience financial happiness God's way. I'm a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance. Ten years ago, I left private practice to write books because I want all of us, not just those who sit at my desk, to develop an increasingly happy and holy relationship with money. Money is something we all want and need, but it often comes with unpleasant side effects like depression, anxiety, confusion, and despair. I'd like to help you close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center. On today's episode, we're going to talk about worry, the financial emotion that makes everything worse. Do your financial emotions improve your financial life or worsen it? On today's episode, let's explore a financial emotion that really will harm you and not help you. Worry is common to us all. Maybe you know someone who chronically struggles with worry. It might be your spouse or your friend or your child. We're all tempted to worry at various times and no one is immune. We think we're only trying to cope But actually, worry accomplishes the opposite. There are many risks of worrying. And here are seven. And I'm going to save the biggest risk for last. One, worry will not help you achieve what you want. Two, worry will slow you, distract you, freeze you, or even derail you from your goals. Three, worry will not make you very popular Chronic worriers are exhausting to be around. They drain everyone around them who feel that they have to provide constant reassurance just to help you make it through the day. You know, the very people who might be able to help you with a new connection or an opportunity or a referral might instead run away from you if you're always needing support for worry. The fourth risk of worry is that if we don't know how to resist worry, in other words, if worry becomes our habitual countenance, we become vulnerable to false financial teachings, false theologies, and false solutions that make our financial situation and maybe our spiritual situation get worse, not better. False teachings and solutions will make us financially and spiritually weaker, not stronger. Can you see how worry opens the door to everything negative? The fifth risk of worry is that your financial advisor, whoever he or she is, wants you to know that worry is interfering with the good work they are trying to do for you. I would love to be the bridge between you and your financial advisor and help you realize what you can do to have a better relationship with them. And not letting worry take over is one of them. You know, over 25 years as a financial advisor, I saw a number of dear and wonderful clients who constantly wrestled with financial unhappiness only because worry stole their joy even in good stock market cycles lasting many years. But they were always worried about what would come next. They needed their savings to grow, but they needed even more to feel safe so they could make it through the night, make it through the weekend, and not let worry consume the joy of their family life. I had to do some things differently for them. Your financial advisor is having to do things just to cater to your worry. That's another risk of worry. The sixth risk is that worry will shut down any chance you have at financial happiness. Whether you've crossed your personal finish line or you're still in a good process of earning and increasing assets or income, don't you want to enjoy financial happiness now and not live a life filled with day after day of inner turmoil and distress? And the seventh risk Of worry, the one I was saving for last, is that the Bible describes worry as sin. No, it's not just a cute personality trait. It's a decision, and that decision is against God. You see, worry is a handy little tool used by the enemy of your soul and mine, and it will be pulled out, and placed in front of us at some time in our lives. So, even if you're not the type that generally struggles with worry, it's smart and wise to be alert for it. To prepare yourself in advance of any future uncertainty or even a crisis, have your own personal strategy in place so that you'll recognize and evict worry from your life. Since the very act of worry carries so many risks, not just financially, but spiritually, let's take a look and see what we can do about that. What is worry? Well, worry is an ongoing, low-level, persistent fear. It's not a wise fear, not the kind where we see a car speeding toward us and we take quick, decisive action. No, no. Worry is more like a negative white noise in your head that never turns off that keeps you from enjoying life on this day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Worry does not appreciate what God has done for us on this day. Worry is future-focused. It's about tomorrow. So no matter how right and good and blessed today is, No, today's blessings are going to be completely compromised by the negative white noise of what might happen tomorrow. Worry is a very creative little enemy because it wildly speculates terrible possibilities that could go wrong until you think you're going mad. Worry is not the same as sitting down, Courageously confronting a potential problem and brainstorming, maybe with your financial advisor, a plan to fix it. That would be a good thing. Nope. Worry is when you've already done or are doing everything you know how to do, everything you can do, and now you're just wondering if it will work. Worry is like betting against yourself and betting against God. I mean, imagine if someone you were in a very close or trusted relationship with were betting against you. Imagine if God were betting against you or your wife or your husband or your employer or your client, your customer, your good friend were betting against you. It wouldn't say very much for them. Make a decision today to turn your back on worry. and Let me give you... Seven reasons to motivate you to turn your back on worry. One, again, worry is an insult to God. Worry is saying, I don't trust you, Lord, to make this financial need turn out okay. Now, do you respond well to mistrust in your life? In my experience, God doesn't either. Sometimes, worry is even like daring God. I dare you, Lord, to make this situation turn out okay. I've learned, unfortunately, myself, that God doesn't take dares. (sighs) If you're in a relationship with Christ, number two, if you're in a relationship with Christ, worry is beneath you. Worry, dear ones, is for those who are without a relationship to the CEO of the universe. That's not you. Third reason to help motivate you to get rid of worry. Worry is weakness. You don't have to be weak. You have it within you to be strong. You know, we're all born weak. All strength is a muscle that we build, spiritual muscle, physical muscle, and it's practiced by exercising it. Number four, worry is the lazy way out because it frets instead of taking action or making plans or praying. And even though it's the lazy way out, it doesn't even get you out of your problem at all. It does the opposite. It invites you, it lures you to stew in the problem. It stews in uncertainty. It's like soup in a slow cooker. Wouldn't it be better to take strong, positive action by praying And trusting? The fifth reason to dump worry is worry doesn't even work. It doesn't make you stronger. It has no power to improve outcomes. It will actually only lessen the happiness of your life for yourself and for everyone who is doing life with you. Number six, worry freezes you into inaction. When you're worried, it's hard to get yourself to do anything about it. Worry is like putting your talents and your possible initiatives into the freezer, into an ice cube tray. All the little talents and all the abilities go in the little sections of that ice cube tray and they get frozen instead of used to make life better. Number seven, worry makes you vulnerable to financial predators. There are predators out there who know how to read you and how to say exactly what you want to hear. These predators will lie so convincingly as to stop your worry. Oh, you'll feel relief, but not authentic relief because it's based on lies and cunning. One day on a future episode, remind me to tell you my Bernie Madoff story. He swindled a lot of smart people who were warriors. Worry, we show that we have an intolerance for uncertainty. But God made us for uncertainty about temporal things. The Bible says we see through a glass darkly. We are not to know about tomorrow. We have to learn to, to live with uncertainty and live in trust of Him. We'll be so much happier if we make friends with uncertainty. And you may, at this point, protest that you're not worrying for yourself, but for your loved one. But worry doesn't prove you love them more, only that you trust God less. Let me say that again. Worry does not prove that you love your kids or your family more. It only proves that you trust God less. And though we are not made to know in advance each day and chapter of our lives, thankfully we do know the happy ending. Those of us who have chosen Christ as our Savior will live eternally with God in heaven. There'll be no worry there, only rejoicing. But we're not in heaven yet, so what do we do now? Here are three quick recommendations for how to stop allowing worry to harm the financial happiness of your present. One, just say no, literally. Change your mind. Tell God you trust him. Apologize and repent for having not trusted him. The moment you do that, you're going to find yourself mercifully unfrozen. The ice cubes will unfreeze. You'll stop wringing your clenched hands and you'll be able to take positive action. Your brain will start working again against the problems you face because you're going to start thinking calmly, rationally, about creative possibilities and solutions to make things better. Step two, seek counsel from a financial advisor. Everybody needs to have one of those. I'm a retired financial advisor, and I have one. The certified kingdom advisor requirement that we have is to seek godly counsel outside of your own head. The Caring Advisor podcast will have a number of upcoming episodes on how to choose the perfect financial advisor for you. But get one. Lastly, number three, seek counsel from the Word of God, which is so rich in financial direction. It is unbelievable how much financial advice is contained in the Bible Money is mentioned over 2,000 times. The book of Proverbs alone is a goldmine of financial advice. I recommend you read the Bible daily. Always remember to cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you. Remember that worry is beneath you, and that if you trust your soul to the Lord, you can trust Him with your financial worry. Worry is a decision against God, and you can make a new decision today to refuse to worry anymore. If you make that decision, go to my website and write me a note under the contact tab, and I'll write you back. Thanks for listening today. If you know someone who struggles with financial worry, please help them by sharing this podcast link so we can all live stronger, and happier lives together. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be notified immediately when a new episode airs. And I do hope you will tell your family and at least five of your friends. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com. Reach out to me with your thoughts, your worries, your frustrations, your triumphs, your testimonies. I'll celebrate your financial testimony in our podcast. Maybe you have a question. I'll answer your question or direct you to one who can, and I'll help you create a decision grid so you can make the very best decision on your own. Maybe you need prayer. I pray for my listeners daily with real prayer that reaches to the heavens from a sincere intercessor. Or maybe you just need a friend. Come visit me at ElizabethBrickman.com. Bye-bye. Thank you to my audio engineer, Tyler Harrison, for your wonderful work.